Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. It's God's will that we be uh, overcomers, uh, victorious instead of victims. Uh, don't identify with a victim mentality. Don't say, you know, woe is me. Nobody knows what I've been through. And, and, and just thinking about how you've been hurt, you've been defeated, that will keep you down. You will stay down. Uh, you are an overcomer. Right? Uh, maybe there have been some things that were bad, maybe very bad, but you have the greater one inside you as a child of God, and he is more than enough, and his grace is more than enough to put you over. Won't you say it out loud? I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. The greater one lives inside of me. I can do all things. Through Christ, through Christ, who strengthens me. Don't say, I, I can't do it. I just can't. I just can't. Uh, the enemy will push you to say that at times because he knows if he can get that coming out of your mouth, you will cut yourself off from the grace and help that you need. You, you must not. The scripture said, let the weak say what? I am strong. And, and when you feel Weak, you're tempted to talk about how weak you are, but that'll only uh, cement your weakness <laughs> in place. No, use your words and your faith to change the situation, even calling those things that be not as though they were. Call yourself strong, and no matter how seeming impossible it looks and feels, you say, I can do this. Even when your head doesn't have a clue how, you say it by faith, I can, I can overcome this. I can get out of this. I can get through this. Just saying that opens up the door for God to help you. Amen. Just say it. So say it again. I can do this. I can get through this. I can get over this. I can overcome this through Christ. Hallelujah. Get your Bible, come on into the classroom. Let's release faith today for exactly what we should get. Father, in Jesus' name, we reach out to you asking for utterance. Lead and guide us through these verses, through these words. Cause them to become uh, real to us. Help us to live them and experience them and get how they apply to us and see what part of them we're to put into practice today. We ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Look with me, please, in John 4 again. In this series we're calling Faith for Healing, we, um, we've been studying these individual cases of healing, and we saw the healing of the leper, we saw the healing of Peter's mother-in-law, we saw the healing of the paralyzed man. Now we're down to number four, the healing of the nobleman's son. And that begins in John 4, about verse uh, 43. John 4, 43, I'm going to read this again from the Amplified. He said, but after these two days, Jesus went on from there to Galilee, although he himself declared that a prophet has no honor in his own country. And you can really see why this is mentioned here, because 
This thing about honoring and esteem and value and getting things, these miracles from God, it's all through here. It's inseparable. He, he came to Galilee, verse 45, the Galileans welcomed him and took him to their hearts eagerly, the Amplified says. For they had seen everything he did in Jerusalem during the feast, for they too had attended the feast. Then that's something some people, even the religious leaders, were going, who does he think he is, saying he's anointed? Some was even saying, you know, he, he's casting out demons by the devil himself. And, and you got that whole group. And then this group over in Galilee, they're going, man, come over here. Preach to us. We believe everything you do. <laughs> do we see that today? You, and you will. Because God gave human beings a completely free will. And when you got that, people can choose to be disrespectful. They can choose to blaspheme. They can choose to reject in wholesale fashion. Or, like us, you can choose to be in faith school. You can choose to, right? You can choose to say, I, I want to know everything, Lord, you said. I want to know everything about everything you said. I, I, I believe everything you said. Showing that respect. And to those who do believe and do respect and honor, God will be so real to them. Where these other folks, it'll be like there is no God, like he doesn't even exist. And it's not that God, you know, chose that, that they are the ones who chose that. So uh, we see that uh, uh, the Galileans took him to their hearts eagerly, eagerly welcomed him. Verse 46, so Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he had turned the water into wine. There was a certain royal official whose son was lying ill in Capernaum. So this was a man who probably was used to having people come see him. He's a man of authority, a man of place, uh, probably a man of some material substance. Yet, when he heard that Jesus had come into that region, which was only 15, 20 miles from where he lived, he left home and he made the trip to come see Jesus. And um, how, many, how many understand that was a good decision on his part, right? You know, that's why he's in the book. He, he heard about Jesus and what had happened and his boy is at death's door and instead of just sitting there waiting for him to die, he, uh, he got his chariot, he got his horse, whatever he got, and, and they hit the road. And they showed up where Jesus was. And uh, verse 47 said, he, he began to beg him to come down and cure his son, for he was lying at the point of death. On other occasions, if people asked Jesus to come, he said, I'll come. And he went. But on this occasion, he did not. Is there a set rule for how things are supposed to go all the time? No. In fact, we must uh, seek the leading of the Holy Spirit in every situation because no, no two situations are exactly alike. It's a different day. It's a different situation. Sometimes it's a lot different than you're aware of. But the Lord knows how to handle each one. 
but we must hear from him. He said, please come down. And Jesus said, unless you see signs, you never will believe or have faith at all. And the king's officer didn't get it. He pleaded with him further, sir, come down before my child is dead. So now you hear the urgency in his voice. You hear the fear in his voice. Of course, it's his, it's his baby boy. But no matter how sincere you are, no matter how great your love for somebody is, that does not help them. Hmm? You being upset is not going to help them. You being, you know, urgent and pressed is not going to help them. He, he just keeps pushing that same thing. Come, come on. Come with me. And, and like we studied with Naaman, you know, yesterday, uh, when Naaman came to the prophet's house, Elisha's house, and Elisha didn't come out, send his messenger, he was enraged. He was insulted. He was like, what? This, does he not know who I am? <laughs> and here's the thing. Do you know who you are and who you're not? Do you know who he is? See, and a lot of times when you hear people say that, they're telling off on their self. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you know who I am? That means you don't know who you're not. And well, who do they think they are? Well, do you know who they are? Maybe there's more to them than you know. You're not showing respect. And that's what was going on with uh, Naaman. And he said, I thought the man of God would come out. He'd call on the name of his God. You know, he'd pray a real beautiful prayer. And maybe lay hands on me and minister to me and, and, and heal me. None of this is happening today. And he realizes, uh, he probably asked the man, so he's not coming out at all? No, he just said, go dip in the river seven times and you'll be okay. So he told his driver, get out, get out of here, get out of here. So they went screaming down the road. They're going home. No healing today. And uh, yet he, he had a wise assistant. I guess riding in the chariot with him. Because they had, they had an entourage. Chariots, horses. I mean, they're rolling up in style. And uh, so they're, they're ripping down the road. I don't know, 25 miles an hour, which is <laughs> highway speeds at these days, you know. And uh, the assistant leans over and goes, uh, my master, yeah. You know, we, we were prepared to do something big if he asked us to. Man, they brought silver, they, they brought gold, they brought all kinds of changes of clothes. They were, they were prepared to go big, and, uh, and now they're going home. <laughs> he said, uh, uh, you know, we, we were ready to do something big, you know. Why don't we just go by the river? We're here. Just go by the river. You know how sometimes... Uh, Officials are, they, they like to think things are their, their own ideas. Silence for a while. And 
Finally, he said, you know, we're here. <laughs> we were prepared to do something big, and he just says, go do this. So I think maybe we should just go by that river. And the, the assistant said, excellent idea, sir. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> Driver, go to the river. Went over there. Went out in the river. Dipped. When he came up at seventh time, Bible said that leprous, nasty stuff was gone and his flesh was like a little baby's flesh. Oh, glory to God. Don't you know he was glad he didn't let his own stupid pride huh, keep him from that amazing healing that day. And yet, what if he hadn't changed? What if he had not changed and just stayed so mad and still upset at the preacher. Huh? Do you hear any connections here? Man, you got people right and left. They are so mad at preachers, at churches, at deacons, at ministries. Why? Because they didn't let them do what they wanted to do. Or they didn't do for them what they wanted them to do for them. Who do they think they are? That's what preachers are supposed to do. You're supposed to, you're ministers. You're supposed to be servants of the people. That's not how it works. There's a truth there, but no. Jesus is the head of the church, not you. Right? Ministers are supposed to go to the big boss and ask him. That's not you. You're not the big boss. (laughs) Come on, are you with me? No. No, you're not. And if you, uh, you know, talk about your little preacher and what they'll do for you and they don't do for you, you are being disrespectful of God. If they're really a man or woman that's called and anointed of God, you don't show them respect. You're not showing respect to the one who called them and the one who anointed them. And um, can you see that God had a purpose in, in the way he did this? He, he checked Elisha from going down. Elisha might have wanted to go down, right? Here's this famous dignitary from another country coming to my house, right? He probably wanted to go say hi. But uh, the Lord said, no, you sit right here in the house. (laughs) You do not go. Why? Because he wants, and see, that's part of what he said. He said, we got better, cleaner rivers over in my country. Oh, see, national pride, other pride, 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 pride will absolutely block you from receiving from God. You've got to humble yourself and acknowledge who He is and who you are. You're not the one that can make this happen and you're not in a position to know, to tell anybody how it's supposed to be. You need to listen, ask, and then respond. So back to John 4, when, uh, when he asked him, about this. He said, Lord, come down, you know. Uh, And the Lord just looked at him and said, unless you see, did you hear that word see, see, unless you see something, you're not going to believe. So is he in faith right now, the nobleman? He's not. Now, this, this explains some things. He had to have some faith that, that the power of God is real that healings were happening, 
or he wouldn't have come. But that's not the same as him being convinced it's God's will for his boy to be healed and him receiving that healing and believing he's got it. He's still walking by sight in that he wants to see Jesus come to the house. He wants to see Jesus pray. He wants to see Jesus lay hands on him. He wants to see the boy get better. Then we can breathe a sigh of relief. And that's not okay. And so the Lord won't respond to that. He won't come. Seeing is not believing. He, uh, he said, unless you see something, you won't believe. The, the man doubled down. He said, please, please come. Now, this, it makes your heart hurt, but we must learn a lesson. No matter how sincere you are and how real and strong your feelings are, God's not going to conform to your unbelief. Are y'all with me, class? Yeah, but please, God. Please, God. No, you're asking the wrong question. If he tells you something, you need, to, you need to be quiet. Leave your little stuff alone and your ideas and go, okay, Lord, help me with that. What do you mean? Unless I see something. Right? You need to forget your plan. Hmm? Because the Lord is not going to conform to you and, and adapt to to your demanding to see something to believe. He requires you to believe before you see. And if you're going to require to see before you say believe, you're stuck. You're stuck. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. Uh, I like what the scripture says in, in the Psalms where it talks about instead of uh, seeing is believing... Psalm 27, 13, Psalm 27, 13 and 14, it says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's down here now, not when we get to heaven. You, you believed to see. It's not seeing is believing, it's believing causes you to see. Which is first, the seeing or the believing? The believing is first. Amen. Remember Mark eleven twenty four, what Jesus talked about how to have faith in God. He said, what things ever you desire when you pray, do what? Believe you receive them and you shall have them. <laughs> right? You, you shall have them. You'll see them. You'll feel them. When does that happen? After you believe you receive. When do you believe you receive? Before. <laughs> right? You see that you have them. When do you see that you have them? After you believe that you receive. Y'all with me? That's why I'm, I'm adamant when I say this seeing is believing. That's bad junk. Are y'all with me, class? You don't want to use that phrase ever. You don't want to agree with anybody that uses that phrase because that just shows that that's completely crosswise of the Word of God. No, seeing is not believing. He said... Uh, Lest I had uh, believed to see, I would have fainted. Thank God. Somebody say, thank God. Thank God for the Word of God, the faith of God that gives you confidence before you see. Hallelujah. 
before you see. Go, go to John, the 20th chapter, please. John 20. Oh, there's so much revelation here. Don't you love the Word of God? Oh, my. All your answers are here. <laughs> All our answers are here. Um, I'm sure that the nobleman thought he was doing really good by him humbling himself, coming down there, asking Jesus to come, and that he's got a lot of faith. Or he, he, you know, he's expecting something to happen if Jesus will come. But he doesn't realize how little faith he actually has and how, he, how much he's still walking by sight. And this is the case in so many people's lives. When you say something about faith, many church-going people go, well, I have faith, yeah, I'm a strong believer. In what? In what? Uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of faith. For what? Uh, maybe you have a lot of faith that you are born again. Maybe that you, you have a lot of faith that God is real and He's all-powerful and He can do anything. That doesn't mean you have any faith to receive a healing. Can you see that, class? That's not the same thing. And so people use these general, uh, generalization terms. Oh, so-and-so, they're strong in faith. I've had people tell me that before. You know, that Would you talk to so-and-so about their healing? They've they got a lot of faith, but for some reason they just hadn't uh, been healed. And in talking to them for five minutes, I, I realized they're not even sure it's God's will for them to be healed. I mean, they, they got no faith for healing. That doesn't mean they don't have any faith, though. They do love God, right? And they do have faith in, in some areas. And so we see this man's faith imperfect. He did believe that Jesus was the real thing. He did believe miracles were happening or he wouldn't have come like he did. But he's got to have some changes to, uh, to get from where he is to faith that will cause his boy to, to be healed. He's not there. But he can get there. <laughs> and Jesus can get him there. I know uh, my father in the faith, Kenneth Hagin, said when he was paralyzed on the bed at age 16, and he had prayed and prayed until he was worn out and didn't know what to do, and, and, and finally he, just, he was angry about it. And he said, God, he said, uh, I believe, I know I believe, I know I believe. And he said he finally got quiet, and he said the Spirit of God spoke softly to his heart and said, Yes, son, as far as you know, as far as you know, and that was with the case with this man, right? As far as you know, they, they're not there. We need to humble ourselves, don't we? And say, Lord, show me what I don't know. And this thing about getting indignant and getting mad at God and mad at preachers, that's just shooting yourself in the foot. You're just keeping yourself from receiving what you need. And, you know, why do you think you know everything about prayer? Why do you think you know everything about faith? Who does? I mean, I've been in this for decades, and, uh, and like my father in the faith says, the more you learn, the less you see you didn't know, <laughs> right? And the less you see you don't know. I mean, oh man, we have so much to learn about this. We shouldn't be dictating to people how stuff's supposed to be done and telling people all the faith we have. We need to learn, yeah. be taught, Amen. grow, yes, come to faith school. Yeah. And, and other things. 
as the Lord shows you. But in John 20 and 24, after Jesus was raised from the dead, uh, he appeared to some of the disciples, but Thomas, which is one of the twelve, he wasn't with them when Jesus came. Verse 25, John 20, 25, the other disciples said to Thomas, we've seen the Lord. And he said to them, unless I see, you hear that word? Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, put my finger in the print of the, the nails, thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Well, that's nothing to be proud of. How reluctant you are to believe. I ain't going to believe unless I see something. Well, seeing doesn't produce faith. Even, I mean, one, one passage says, even though the Jewish leaders and everybody had seen so many miracles that Jesus did, yet they still did not believe. Does seeing miracles give you faith? It does not. No matter what you see, you still have to make a choice whether you believe this or not. Can you see this, class? And um, here Thomas, now you know, he, I'm sure he's changed by now. When you get to heaven and see him, don't bring this up. It'll be embarrassing. Just <laughs> they might bring up some of your stuff too. So, yeah, so, so just don't do that. But can you hear that? Unless I see. Unless I see. And when Jesus showed up and, and, and he said, well, Thomas, here, give me your finger. Come here. Give me your hand. Come here. And Thomas said, my Lord and my God. Jesus said, Thomas, because you've seen me. Then after that, you decided to believe. I'm, I'm putting that in. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Who gets to experience the blessing? The people who will believe before <laughs> they see. Amen. Come on, can you see that? Amen. Before they see. Amen. And our time's up again. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I'm strong in faith. Giving glory to God. We'll see you next time right here in Faith School. You guys have really enjoyed being with you again this week. I, I, I have in my spirit that we're making progress. Our spirits are being fed. We're growing. I know many of you are already partners with this ministry. You help send these broadcasts, produce them, and send them all over the world at, at no charge. Take to heart what we're talking about today. Don't get in your mind how God has to provide your needs. Be open to even a different job, be open to a different investment, be open to a different uh, pursuit of business. Don't tell him uh, what to bless and how to bring it to you. Uh, lay yourself before him, ask him uh, what to do, what the next steps are. And when you get his plan, it comes pre-blessed. You don't even have to ask him to bless it and he will perform his word in your life. We love you. We thank God for you. Come back and join us next week. We're going on up from grace to grace, faith to faith, glory to glory. We'll see you next time right here at Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today. 
But you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.